This podcast is about the peace and, and refugee rally that was held in Brisbane, King George Square on the 2nd of April 2023. It featured a rally of about 200 people, followed by a march that was enthusiastically led by Tamils from Sri Lanka. Let's go to the rally now and to hear the chairperson, Peter Catt, the Dean of Brisbane. Uh, my name is uh, Peter Catt, I'm the Dean of St John's Cathedral. Our first uh, speaker today is uh, former Senator Andrew Bartlett, who worked as part of the Queensland Peace Network, organising the 2003, so that's 20 years ago, a Brisbane Peace March opposing the Iraq War. If only our political leaders had listened to the people 20 years ago, imagine a different world within the habit. Thanks very much. Uh, I'd like to start by acknowledging the uh, traditional owners of the land we gathered on. Thank you for the welcome. welcome. And I was thinking, you know, of all the different arguments you ran about this, different sorts of uh, specific things to raise about why this was so bad, and then it just occurred to me, you know, it don't need to get complex, this is really simple. No war. We need to do all we can to stop wars. And we all know that we weren't able to stop that one in Iraq despite the massive majority of people in this country opposing it. And I'm sure that no one would disagree here today that we are being softened up and a narrative created to enable the next war. As Andrew mentioned, one of the consequences of Australia's policies overseas has been to create many refugees one of the responsive refugees and asylum seekers in the country to treat them as the enemy to occupy the war against them as well. And so refugee and asylum seeker voices are really important for us to hear. So we have uh, with us today today the Sini Jayakima, who is a Tamil refugee, who is going to address us. I would like to begin this known by acknowledging I pay my respect to elders to this land. The Nelukas are the families and other friends in my community. The children are going to school, the old children have finished their studies or they, they wanted to start their new study, they wanted to go to uni. But because of this situation, most of the children in my community doesn't, couldn't able to do that because of they, they decided simply not allowing them to have more further studies. I, I don't know what else to say. My husband is a great carpenter. He's been, he's been working in the building industry for t- almost 10 years now. We, we, we can be useful. We can be, we can be doing We can be useful. Simply the pro- process created failed most of the people. And they didn't have enough resources or they didn't have the staff with enough knowledge while they were interviewing the staff. They, they have no idea, most of us have no idea what's been happening in Sri Lanka or what's been happening as a refugee. So I'm asking, um, please get, get, get to some knowledge about what, what happened um, in Sri Lanka, what happened to Tamil people especially. And, and educate, educate the department of people and give, give us the other chance, give us the other goal for people who deny and they can prove, they can prove themselves they've been armed with refugees and some of people and we, we, we came so far and, and, um, and I'm proud of every people um, in our community, they come together and, and we, so we have been through such a formal situation and we, we didn't 
even in Sri Lanka, that we never acknowledge that this has happened to Tamil people, and we never, they never apologize to Tamil people like we, that that war will happen or this this happened to this community. Before. It never happened. We always discriminated. Always there was a thought discriminated to Tamil people, and always um, there was a harassment towards Tamil people. It's it's never safe. It's never safe um, until uh, until I go to Sri Lanka, until I stand on my feet, until I have freedom to say whatever I think like. That's when we, um, that's when I feel like Tamil people are free. When they have the right to say whatever they have, whatever they feel about it. So the, the persecution to us Tamil people in Sri Lanka is still happening. Most of people are living in fear. And they live in fear they, because they don't want to come out, speak about what's happened, what's the government doing it. So I ask Albanese government to, and Andrew Giles to um, kindly ask them, please um, consider, please um, give us these 12,000 people um, to call, call, call this as a home too. So as a, as a family, as my husband, we can enjoy all this um, um, moment together and we can still um, continue to um, continue to uh, build up a safe life and con contribute to my um, formation. And, and I, I don't know what else to say. My husband is a great carpenter. He's been, he's been working in a building um, industry for t almost uh, 10 years now. We can be doing it. We can be used one. And, and I don't know why. I have no idea why we um, just uh, ignoring um, the people just in front of their eyes. And I hope um, that everyone can take um, this moment to the series. And please bring your minister, please bring your, um, bring your local um, MP and write to your minister and um, keep up your good work and we still need to fight for the 12,000 people and, um, and until we get the answer for them. Thank you for singing and uh, you did remind us, thank you, that the fast track process was put in place. The uh, whole system needs to change. Uh, one of the uh, groups that has been advocating for peace for over 30 years now is the Combined Union Fire. Hi everyone, I'm Elliot Drenthal, I'm the uh, musical director and uh, our next song is Singing for Our Lives. Holly Nia wrote this song in 1978 on the night of the assassination of San Francisco Mayor George Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk, an openly gay supervisor. The crowd assembled in outrage and anger. While acknowledging the anger, Holly's focus was on what we can do together. Today, we remember the refugees from climate change and from war. We also dedicate this performance to our LGBTIQ plus siblings who face persecution and additional barriers when they're seeking asylum.
is putting our sovereignty as a nation under severe threat. Former Labor Minister Peter Garrett raised serious questions about the disposal of weapons-grade nuclear waste, which will now under this deal be done in Australia. That's an absolute disgrace. We have fought so long and hard to stop this from happening, and with the, the swipe of a pen, we are now in this situation. If we want peace and prosperity, we're going to have to campaign for it. Say no to a nuclear future. Thank you, comrades. Uh, thank you, Peter. And I commend to you the uh, report produced by ICANN, the uh, Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, uh, released late last year, that looked at the effect of Australia's involvement in America's wars over the last uh, 50 years or so. It's a uh, sobering reading. You'll find a copy on the ICANN uh, website. So Google ICANN, I-P-A-N and it'll give you a lot more information and facts that we've used when talking to family, friends and work colleagues. Our next speaker is uh, former Senator Claire Moore. Uh, Claire is now the President of the United Nations Association of Australia, Queensland Division. So. Uh, Secretary-General Gutierrez, when he actually introduced the 75th anniversary of the Declaration of Human Rights earlier this year, 75 years, one of the very first documents that came after the United Nations was set up with the single purpose to save the world from itself, to actually acknowledge that after the horrors of World War II, the world needed to get together and work together to make sure that we had a sustainable, peaceful future. One of the first declarations in that space was human rights. And now, as he talked about the 75th anniversary, he said that it was severely under threat now more than ever before. And in his speech, which is worthwhile looking at, and it's out in about 150 languages, uh, he actually said that facing the Ukraine, facing the attacks across the world, facing the commitment that they made on our behalf to sign up to the SDG agenda, and we need to make sure that they're listening. And just as Peter has just said, they've got to make sure that we know what they're doing and they hear what we want as citizens. Today we remember, we are, as my wonderful choir said, angry, gentle people. Because what we can't have is what we've seen on the streets of Melbourne in the last few months, where when people are gathering to talk about issues that are important to them, Others come along and try and take it over and turn it into violence. And when we fall into that trap, our voice is lost because you won't be able to hear the true voices of people who are gentle, peaceful, but angry and wanting to make a change. Thank you. One of the flaws in the expedition by the United States into Afghanistan and then into Ukraine has weakened the possibility of the United States empire being extended out as far as China. The demise of the uh, Imperium in 2021, when the US was forced to beat a hasty retreat from Afghanistan, it made it look as if the United States was no longer the power that it once was. But now they have decided to take on Russia. That can only go badly 
for the Ukrainians first, but also for the United States, because by attacking Russia, they have formed an immediate ally for China, a ready-made ally in Putin, and perhaps even other countries as well that will not want to be part of the US aggression. So we should bear that in mind in the discussions about war that are going to flow from this date and begun on the Palm Sunday Peace Rally in 2023 in Brisbane, King George Square. Our final speaker is uh, Mark Gillespie, who's the convener of RAC, the Refugee Action Collective. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Peter. Today, we are here to rally for peace, and we are here to rally for refugees. Now, these two issues, peace and refugees, are closely linked. Wars create refugees. Today, as our leaders bang the drums of war against China, commit billions to spend on the nuclear submarines and pour arms into Ukraine, we need to remember the connection between these two issues. Opposing war and fighting for refugee rights are part of the same struggle. And the struggle for refugee rights in Australia like the struggle for war is far from over. Like the struggle against war, sorry. Yes, the Albanese government have given the high-profile Murugapan family in Bilawila permanent residency. But there is approximately another 12,000 people in exactly the same position waiting for the same opportunities. See? These people were rejected by a system of assessment called Fast Track, set up by Scott Morrison that is both unfair and discriminatory. It's unfair in that it distorts what it means to be a refugee and removes the right for any meaningful review. Under this system of processing, people who have fled persecution in Ghazni province in Afghanistan have been told that they're not refugees because it's safe for them to live in Kabul. And the same for the people who fled northern Sri Lanka. They've been told you're not refugees because it's safe in Colombo. And if they want to review that decision, they're not allowed to introduce new relevant information like the Taliban have taken over Kabul. The, the fast track system is also discriminatory. It only applies to the, the asylum seekers who arrive by boats without valid visas. It does not apply to people arriving by planes with visas. Labor Party policy recognises that the fast-track system is unfair and they say that they will change it, will abolish it. But so far they haven't, nor have they made a commitment to the 10,000 or 12,000 people, whatever it is, who have been reject rejected under that system, that they too will get permanency. One of, one of the positive things that the Albanese government has done is to give you know, the 19,000 uh, refugees living in our community on temporary visas a chance to get permanent visas. Now this is good, but much, much more needs to be done. They need to actually abolish those, uh, those visas. That is what the policy actually says. 
but they haven't been abolished. They've only just allowed those people on those visas a pathway to permanency. We want to see those second-class visas abolished for good. People are assembling for the march. It's a Peace Rally 2023. Main issues were people seeking asylum. War creates refugees. War machines make wars. No to AUKUS, the agreement that led to Australia, the UK and the US deciding to spend $368 billion on four submarines as part of the build-up for the war against China. Well, that's not a very good idea, I think was the sentiment of the rally. Good turnout today, probably 150 people. Big diversity of people here for the rally. There we go. So this is 4PR Voice of the People coming to you from King George Square on the Palm Sunday Peace Rally. So let's go out with a song by Holly Near. It could have been me. In May of 1974, I was invited to sing at a memorial event for the four students who were killed at Kent State, Ohio. And uh, Jeff and I stood there in a the field and listened to this bell toll very quietly for a long time. It could have been me, but instead it was you. So I'll keep doing the work you were doing as if I were too. I'll be a student of life, a singer of songs, a farmer of food, and a writer of wrongs. It could have been me, but instead it was you. And it may be me, dear sisters and brothers, before we are through. But if you can work for freedom, 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 if you can work for freedom, I can too. Students in Ohio, 200 yards away, shot down by a nameless fire one early day in May. Some people cried out angry, you should have shot more of them down. But you can't bury youth, my friend, youth grows a whole world around. It could have been me, but instead it was you. So I'll keep doing the work you were doing as if I were too. I'll be a student of life, a singer of songs, a farmer of food, and the writer of wrong. It could have been me, but instead it was you. And it may be me, dear sisters and brothers, before we are through. But if you can die for freedom, 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 if you can die for freedom, I can too. 
The junta took fingers from Victor Hara's hands. They said to the gentle poet, play your guitar now if you can. Well, Victor started singing until they shot his body down. You can kill a man, but not a song when it's sung the whole world around. And it could have been me, but instead it was you. So I'll keep doing the work you were doing as if I were too. I'll be a student of life, a singer of songs, a farmer of food, and a writer of wrong. It could have been me, but instead it was you. And it may be me, dear sisters and brothers, before we are through. But if you can sing for freedom, 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 if you can sing for freedom, I can too. A woman in the jungle, so many wars away, studies late into the night, defends a village in the day. Although her skin is golden, like mine will never be, her song is heard and I know the words and I'll sing them till she is free. It could have been me, but instead it was you. So I'll keep doing the work you were doing as if I were too. I'll be a student of life, a singer of songs, a farmer of food, and the writer of wrong. It could have been me, but instead it was you. And it may be me, dear sisters and brothers, before we are through. But if you can live for freedom, 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 if you